Hey y'all, I'm Ashley. I'm Lala, and you're tuning into OK Girl, an all-inclusive podcast about everyday life and everything that goes with it. Tune in every week to see what we gotta say about all the shit school did not teach you. Welcome back to another episode. Hey y'all, thank you for tuning in to episode 30 of OK Girl. Yes, can you believe it? 30 episodes. Wow, we're doing great. Okay, it's been a year though. We should have had like 53, but <laughs> I was thinking it, you that know what? Was like, it's, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we do what we do. But today we are joined by a very special guest, Mitchell West. What's up, you guys? <laughs> Yay, thanks for coming on. We're so excited to have you. Yes, thanks thank for you for being me. here. Um, y'all know it's tax season and we need all the tea and thankfully Mitchell has got us covered. But first, let's get into this week's tea. Okay, mm. so Mitchell, I know you had some tea for us. Ah, uh, I mean, it's trending right now, you know. Um we got a boy the baby. Uh, supposedly he's having a baby, but not with his <laughs> <laughs> right. He's having a baby, but not with his original baby mom. So something's going on over there that we gotta find out. But the fact she tagged the shade room. The shade room. I seen that. <laughs> Honestly, it was just like I need attention, but hey. I was like in the way she laid it out, it said shade room. The baby. <laughs> <laughs> like she really spaced it yeah. to make sure we knew. That is so, funny. Wait, do goodness. we know who that girl is? Uh, I have no idea. Oh, wow. Messy. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, what other tea do we have? Okay, did you guys see um, Amber Rose's new tattoo? Girl. Oh, my gosh. Okay, wait, what does it even say? It's her kids' names. Both oh, kids, I because uh... every time I see the pictures, it's, like, flipped. So I, like, <laughs> yeah. don't know what it says. Yeah. Okay. Well, when you got money like that, who cares, you know? So. I mean, her face is so beautiful. I mean, not that she's, she's not beautiful. beautiful with her tattoos, but, like, that shit looks crazy. Yeah, like, just the bald head and the... Mm-hmm. Where are you gonna lot. put your other kids' names? Yes, like on just around ear? the face, You're just all around well, the perimeter. I mean, since we got tattoos <laughs> on faces, y'all seen the uh, Chris Brown? Yeah, you got yeah. The, um, the, the why? Or whatever, or like whatever said, it was. The game's money. tattoo. He had the, an eight on his forehead, looking like an infinity sign. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> it was for Kobe. I think it's yellow and purple, right? Um, I don't. I didn't see the yellow, but yeah, I see it. But eight it's like on his forehead. Yeah. But the way he has the eight is like not slanted. It's like flipped, so it's like an infinity sign eight, not like yeah, a straight up. up eight. You know? Yeah. Why do celebrities love the face tattoos? I don't know, but that Hollywood something about it okay okay. i'm gonna be honest though i do not trust people with face tattoos like i really don't what is it face tattoos and neck tattoos because like if you really don't give a damn to tattoo your face and your neck like you really do not care i mean like i cannot trust you (laughs) what if it's like the lower neck and you can hide it with like a button the lower neck maybe okay but when people got face that like no shame just like tattooing the face i'm like wow you're like real life crazy (laughs) you don't you doing anything (laughs) Okay, celebrities. So I guess if you have the money, I mean, do what you want. And then I just want to know, like, um, you know how they do those celebrities? Like, where are they now? Okay, it's gonna be like Chris Brown. The game's eight is gonna be out of sixty lip. years old, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. 
Ooh, no okay. thank you. And um, okay, so I guess that's it that we have for celebrity. Um, what about life updates, Ashley? What is going on? Um, well, you know, blessed to be here, but also very ready for a vacation. I just can't take it a minute longer. Like I just give me out <laughs> girl it's only february yeah, yeah i'm ready like it's those six mm. weeks of january man was no joke <laughs> no joke at all but yeah that's me mitchell uh well i mean i kind of feel bad talking about it now but you know i'll, I'll be going on a vacation next week to Jamaica, so be out there for four days, you know, living life. The way you said that, I know, I know. I see that's why I didn't want to say it, but you know, I hate to brag. No, I'm on your side. I can't wait for you to go on a vacation. So yeah, that should be fun. So who are you going with? Uh, my girlfriend. Uh, it's actually a destination wedding. So oh, nice. It's dope because one, I mean, I don't really count. Cabo as going out of the country but it is but right. my first official leaving the country and then also like my first official going to a wedding of age I've never been like 18 or 21 going to a wedding oh, so I see, yeah. it's gonna be crazy oh that should I'm be a lot of fun how long are you there again hmm? how long are you there uh four days so yeah four days are you gonna a, go to Miami inclusive. at all hmm? are you gonna go to Miami at all I think it's a layover but not, yeah, not enough nah. time yeah. to. I, I need to go to Miami too, though. I haven't been there yet. Yeah, yeah, I know. We're trying to go to Miami too. I know. That's crazy. Um, Well, that should be fun. So who's getting married? Uh, My girlfriend's friend from college. Oh, so, that's fun. Yeah. I think, actually, she's the first from their group to get married. Oh. So, you know. That's, f- oh, so it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Like, all her college friends are going to be up there. And I know a couple of them, but you know it's gonna be really like their trip, and I'm just there to enjoy Jamaica. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, super fun. fun. Okay. Well, um, to all our college friends, if you're listening, somebody better have a destination wedding that we can right. go to. Um, <laughs> Tell your hello? friends to get married ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> right. Please, just so we can all go to. Just a so we have something to do. Just so we have a vacation. Okay. <laughs> just take one for the team, please. <laughs> Okay, so Law. okay, life updates. Um, nothing really. Teaching. Oh yeah. Okay. Or did yeah. You say that last time that you. I think I did. Week? Oh. And then they wanted me back, right? Yeah. I think I said that already. I yeah, guess I'm that's just really happy for you, and I want everybody to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I'll be a sub again in March, so that should be fun. Hey. But, I mean, that's that's really it. I told some big news to my family yesterday officially, so. We'll see on the podcast. You guys will hear the news in March. I won't say it yet, but in March. And that's basically it. We love to hear it. <laughs> so I think it's time that we get into our topic. Um, ready? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. So Mitchell is an actor and a small business owner that prepares and files taxes for individuals called Boomerang Tax. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank Let's you for the opportunity. Yeah. Get right into it. First off, tax day is Wednesday, April 15th, so y'all better not forget to do them because the IRS is going to be on that ass, okay? Definitely. <laughs> they need their money, so. Um, but I guess first things first, just tell us a little, more, a little more about your story and what made you get into learning about taxes. Yeah, so as you said before, I am an actor, and we all know the stories of actors who just start out where it's like living check to check or maybe not even... <laughs> living in debt kind of sort of so 
I've always been interested in finance, whether it's investments and just trying to, you know, make the most out of what you have. And mm-hmm. so I came up with this idea from this guy on Instagram talking about, um, you know, benefits of having a tax business. And it's just like super high in demand skill every, you know, it's necessary every year. And it, for me, made a lot of sense with acting and taxes just because it's more like a do it as on the go, you know, where I can do that and I can still do auditions, acting classes, whatever, and make enough money to support me for the year as I go through with my journey as being an actor. So that and knowing how to do taxes just comes in handy with myself for when I end up, you know, making more and more money, finding those ways to deduct my tax liability and being able to save as much money as possible is very big. So it's kind of like a win-win situation. Yeah, I feel like financial talk is so overwhelming mm-hmm. and so scary. Well, for me, at least. <laughs> yeah. Just because there's like so many big words. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what does this even mean? And I think especially for like our age group, right? Like taxes is just so overwhelming. Like we don't really want to talk about it. You know, and we like mm-hmm. we know it's time to do it. And we know we're excited to get our income tax. But like it's just during the year, like nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody talks about finance. So and they don't teach it. So it's yeah, like exactly. Left right. Out to dry. Yeah. And it's like, you know, our parents don't teach us about it, but they're like, OK, go buy your taxes. But it's like, <laughs> but how do I? Like, yeah. But what do I do? Like, we don't even want to look at our bank accounts. We're so scared. Exactly. But like, <laughs> that's a big thing. Um, oh, wait. I, so I have oh. a question. OK, so um, you're an actor, right? So you get paid for like gigs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So then how do you as an actor, um, how do you file your taxes? Do you file it as like a? You're like a small business or mm. like a yeah it, it depends primarily on uh who you get employed by because sometimes oh, they'll okay. do like independent contracting which is just like the 1099 mm-hmm. uh miscellaneous kind of form that you would get so sometimes they do it like that sometimes they just give you a check and so then it's like you cast a check you know and then they don't withhold anything same thing with the 1099 they don't withhold but then some people will actually employ you. So you would actually get at the end of the year a W-2. Right. So, and that way they will deduct taxes and everything like that. So it just really depends. Um, but when you get the payment, you kind of have to like set aside money or, or actually I'm not even going to say that on the air, but yeah, you got to <laughs> set aside money. <laughs> just so then when the IRS comes knocking, they're not like, you know, you're not screwed over. I see. Okay. Interesting. I feel like that is so confusing, especially because, I am basically like an independent contractor, mm-hmm. you know, because like I'll get paid for gigs and stuff. But yeah, it gets really confusing, like by the time to file taxes. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I am very overwhelmed. <laughs> Do you file yours already? No, not at all. I haven't so done mine for either. you, like since you're an independent contractor, like one thing that you need to do, uh, which is it's a lot of work, but um, you would probably want to do. Uh, 10, not a 1099, a 1040 ES, which is kind of like an estimator for your taxes for the year. So like this year, you would probably want to start doing that and you would like file that quarterly. So it'll help you stay on track and not mm. when the next year comes around, oh, you owe this amount of money. I don't got it like that, you know? So it kind of helps you from being penalized for not, I guess, keeping up with the amount of taxes you're supposed to owe at the end of the year. So that's something that you would want to do probably compared to like an employee where they always will have money taken out or, you know, withheld right. from the check. So they don't really got to think about stuff like that. 
okay, we will definitely talk about this. We'll get more into depth about that for sure, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. So, um, yeah. So why is this important in a society today? Like filing taxes and knowing exactly how to file. Uh, well, you know, there's two things, you know, in life that is certain is, you know, unfortunately, death and taxes. So like mm-hmm. every year you're going to have to file taxes regardless of some people don't. But what happens is that eventually they'll catch on and then they're going to slam you with like you owe forty, fifty thousand dollars in taxes and you're not going to have forty, fifty thousand dollars to just pay them. Right. Right. And then all these penalties come with that. So. It's important because it's something that you got to do every um, that you have to file every year. And it's very important because it's a daily thing. It's not like, okay, I don't have to think about it till like January or something. No, you want to think about it throughout the year because there's certain tax benefits and things that you do that can help reduce the liability at the end. And what are some things that we should know before going in? to like get our taxes done Mm -hmm. like because i know we all want that a lot of money back Mm -hmm. you know so turbo going to boomerang tax Mm -hmm. like what are some of those differences so for one i think everybody should just know the basics of like taxes whether it's the difference between what a w4 is versus a w2 the uh credits and deductions the difference between those, um, the different types of taxes with the tax rate of whatever brackets you're in. And I'll go into depth about all that, but you want to know those basics because that's going to determine, you know, how much you're going to have to pay in tax liability um, when it comes to like January through April. So if you want, I can kind of like briefly to explain some of the things. So like uh, the W-4 per se, it's kind of like, the form you would fill out if you're an employee. So if you're working for an employer, you would get this W-4 form and then they're going to be asking you certain things so they can get an idea what your uh, tax situation is going to be like, whether you're single, married, filing joint, stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to determine how much they want to withhold from your check. Knowing this information is key because what happens is you're either going to overpay or underpay, right? And you don't want to do too much of either because what happens is if you overpay well ultimately a refund check really means you just overpay the government it doesn't mean like oh they're giving me free money that's actually the money you work for and you just paid them too much so here's some money back underpay you don't want to do that because that means you're going to have to owe taxes at the end so you kind of want to if you're going to overpay just a little bit so you want to, with the W-4, it's so important because it'll determine how much money you're getting back from each check. And if you want to maximize on that, then you want to have it set to a way that you'll get most of your money so then you can spend more of that money, invest in that money, stuff like that. Um, the W-2, obviously, is what you get at the end of the year uh, where they show you like how much you made uh, and all the uh, taxes that went with Social Security, Medicare, and all that. So you know those two differences, that's good. Uh, Another thing that you might wanna pay attention to are like the different tax rates. So one thing is the um, federal income tax rate. They have, and it's done marginally. And when I say marginally, that means based on the income um, category that you're in. So like for an example, like, uh, for people who earn, what's the number? 
Hmm. About zero to like 9,700 um, federally, you're taxed at 10%. Now, once you make 9,701, so that $1 over to uh, 39,475, you're going to be taxed at 12%. So knowing the difference in the tax rate will help you understand why, home. Oh, for some reason, I got more taken out of this check. Why? Because you're moving up on the income group. And I they, see. And yeah. they do that because they say, well, you can afford to do that. Cause supposedly. Because you make more now. Because you so. make more, so you can afford to get more taken out. Right. Supposedly. So uh, stuff like that, those are like some of the very important things that you should know. Um, there are others uh, like understanding let's say fica which is kind of like what i was talking about with social security and medicare those are just um tax rates that get taken out of your check as long as well as the income tax rate from the federal the state and you know from the w-4 so the fica pretty much what it does it's um they take 6.2 percent out of your check for social security every um every paycheck and mm -hmm. then the medicare is 1.45 percent and they do that every check just because you know those are the taxes that you know would you have to pay for so they always do that so when you're an employee it's great because honestly you don't have to really think about anything really as long right. as you set the w4 right you'll be straight mm -hmm. now for you lala since you know you're more like independent business owner yeah it's a lot it's like and people just talk about it all the time, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And they're like, save your receipts, save your receipts. I'm mm -hmm. like, there's just so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, for you, it's it's tougher because yeah, and because you, you have deal with to. a lot of cash too. You deal with a lot of money. Um, th so there's like a pro and con to like being a business owner and working as an employee. Like employee, the pro, like I said, all this tax stuff pretty much handled for you. Uh, secure job, whatever. Now, the con is like maybe income, like you're maybe might get a 3% going with inflation every year, maybe at most. But if you're a business owner, you can scale it to however much you want it as long as you put in the work. So, but for you, because there's nobody withholding taxes for you, now you're paying extra on taxes because of that. Um, because with a W-2 or working for an employer, they actually, cover half of what the FICA tax is. So you pay 6.2% in taxes and then the employer would pay out of their pocket 6.2 for the social security, 1.45 for Medicare, so on and so on, right? But for you, Lala, you have to pay that whole 15.3% because you are your boss and you are the employee of your company. See, so yeah. you gotta put a lot of money um, aside, but what's so awesome about being your own business owner is that you're able to do a lot of deductions, which is why you kind of need to be like hoarding everything to the end of the year because they're going to need to see proof that you actually had those expenses. So yeah. it's very important to know that for sure. Dang, that's so crazy. So, that's mm -hmm. a lot. Because I was going to ask, like, I know, like, once you jump different tax brackets, like, mm -hmm. obviously what you just explained, but I always wondered, like, how did it work? Yeah. So, yeah, it's all marginally. So, once you pass a certain dollar amount, then they up the percentage, whatever it is. It starts at 10 to 12 to 22, 24, 32, 35, and then 37 if you're making like 500,000 plus. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Um, so for people who are making like lots of money, because one day I want to make lots of money. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. Pay a lot well, yeah, like what is like the average, do you know, of like uh, how much they pay in taxes or does that depend on? It depends on bucket, a couple right? things. Like if you're saying like you want to be your own boss and make that kind of money, like the amount of tax that you would owe um, would slightly differ. But and it also comes down to all the deductions and credits because, um, you know, you could owe, let's say, $30,000, right? But then once you start applying deductions and credits, your tax liability all, all of a sudden at the end becomes to like maybe ten or 5000 mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it just depends. There's certain ways you can kind of deduct and those tax loopholes, which are pretty much ways to end up cutting your tax liability, the more money you make, the more investments you make, and you can kind of do stuff like that, which will end up having you pay less and less while you make more money, so... Yeah. Um, so what about like the the average working class Americans like what bracket um, are they in and then like so what percentage so average is like um, what it's like 50,000 60,000 or something like that right mm-hmm. they are in the I believe the 22% bracket I believe it's 22% because that's from like 30 39 or something to like eighty thousand dollars like that big chunk but that's a huge bracket though mm-hmm. to be paying 22 percent right and that's what kind of sucks so let's say you're like it goes i don't know the exact numbers but let's say you're going from 39 to eighty thousand dollars right you get charged at that 22 percent, and then the mm-hmm. next big jump right to the i think it was like 20 uh 20 something right so imagine you make eighty thousand and one dollar right now all of a sudden anything beyond that if you make let's say 80,500 those $500 get taxed at an even higher percentage so it's almost Sheesh. like unfair because yeah. it's like what's the difference between a $500 difference gets you like a 8% 10% increase in taxes like i mean that's just how they do it but sometimes it's just unfair you know wow that's crazy and i'm assuming these numbers like for each bracket have increased over time or like have they they do increase because of inflation so like the government does a good job with um increasing every year because the three they do they apply the three percent inflation rule so every year it's gonna go up and up but yeah it kind of stays within that kind of thing where you got this large chunk that you might have to pay for that one 22 percent and then the next jump and the next jump they really got us messed up out here. Mm-hmm. But that's why it's so good. Like, if you know, like, a lot of different things. So, like, we talked about the um, knowing the W-4 and whatnot. That is good because, let's say, it really depends on how you are. Like, I always tell people, if you're a good saver, you want to at least get the most out of your check. Because if you're good on saving you'll get more out of your check, which means that you can invest into other things, right? Rather than if you want to get the most taken out your check, what's going to happen is that, okay, cool, you get a larger refund, but that's in the beginning of the new year. So maybe an investment that blew up that you could have put money down, you didn't have money for at the time and you missed out on an opportunity. But if you're really bad, you're like, every time I get a dollar, I spend it, then that might help you for the future. But it just depends how you are as a spender. Okay. Um, so 
why do we pay taxes and then why do we get a refund so you pay tax <laughs> <laughs> yeah so well you get a refund like i said it's because you're overpaying on taxes okay so uh mm-hmm. so whatever you're setting away from withholding as an employee or if you run your own business that refund comes in because you just pay too much and they're going to give you money back a lot of people don't know that they're entitled to refunds because of the lack of use on deductions and credits which is why it's so important but um that's one of the reasons uh the reason we pay taxes because you know that's the way the government gets money for funding whether they want to fund for like military uh different type of projects with like healthcare and all that like our tax money goes into those things so that's why it's important to pay taxes because you get certain benefits out of it okay mm-hmm. being a citizen hmm. oh man it's i know it's stressful. so much it's stressful. <laughs> you know like me learning about taxes like it it took me several months and you know it's so much information out there and it's, it's stressful yeah yeah <laughs> it really is but um yeah, I'm glad we're having this conversation because, like, obviously, you know, like, you're our age and you're explaining it to us. Mm-hmm. So it's, it doesn't seem as intimidating. Yeah. But, like, I feel like when it's older people telling us and then, like, when you have a question but they can't really answer it. Yeah. But, like, they know but they don't know how to explain it. It's mm-hmm. like. Because they've been doing it for so long and they're just like, that's just the way it is. Yeah, that's just what you do. <laughs> like, you know. So um, it's good that you're, like, breaking it down for us because I feel like these questions are so so easy and basic but it's like adults really can't tell us why we're doing this we just know that's what we have to do mm-hmm. and then yeah when you're an employee you know that you have to fill out that w4 and you get that w2 at the end like right. yeah okay, which is why that, but like it's so easy to stay at these jobs because we know that that part's taken care of and that's like what we are scared of facing mm-hmm. on our own yeah but they got it for us mm-hmm. so what are different ways that we can go about filing our taxes and like are you since you just started your business are you doing it already filing taxes for people or yeah i am taking clients uh i just started i have like about 10 uh which is pretty dope you know um i am taking if you want you can always do like TurboTax, h&r block though uh there's software because it's free there are certain things sometimes that credits or that you could claim that is not included on that that free platform I see. You might have to pay to to be able to claim some of those credits, but for people our age necessarily, like you can come to me, I'll be more than happy to do your tax. But at the same time, we're you know scrapping, trying to get money and all that. So it's not a necessity to like go to um, a person, yeah, a paid a professional. Because if let's say you work for an employee, you're single. You don't really have any assets and a high amount of expenses, then you really don't need to do or worry about too much. It's a very simple process. Like the government, this new tax bill, they made it very simple for uh, individuals to be able to, who are single, one job, whatever, to just do their taxes and they can get done in like maybe 30 minutes. Right. So it's more for people like you, Lala, who might have like a business, some side hustle with all these different expenses and they don't know, is, am I allowed to deduct this? Am I allowed to claim that? Like that's when you would want to go to a tax professional because they know all the deductions and stuff that you can claim so they can lower your tax liability. But if you're working for somebody and you don't have you know too much really on your plate with expenses and stuff, like you just do the standard deduction and then um, you know put your information in and they'll pretty much have it done for you. It's pretty simple off 
um, TurboTax and whatnot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is H&R Block, is that an online I, tax thing too or is it in person? I believe so. Um, I feel like I've seen so many commercials for H&R Block, but I didn't know if they had to do with like investing too. So I was just confused. Yeah, H&R Block, I think they're, they're trying to be like TurboTax now where they do either virtual tax preparation, which is what I do, as well as you can do it yourself on H&R Block. You can do the same thing on TurboTax that you can do on H&R Block. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, what are some good resources to help us learn more? Okay, so what is awesome is like not only is like H&R Block and TurboTax place you can go, you can also learn from them. So, I mean, you can come to me on Boomerang Tax. Like I post videos regularly about you know different basic tax knowledge stuff and if people ever have questions they can ask me and i'll make a video for them and break it down so they would understand um or if you want to do it yourself you can always just look up on google whatever question you have and then usually maybe uh turbotax might have an answer to it h&r block as well might and then you can always go the old school route which is the irs.gov and then type in your question but they're extremely wordy, so it's like, uh, you know, it's going to be steaming at the brain or whatever. So the ones who dumb it down and make it a little bit easier to understand, I would say would be, other than myself, not to toot my own horn, but uh, <laughs> H&R Block and TurboTax can also give you that information as well. That's what I think it is, too. Like you said, it's super wordy. And mm-hmm. sometimes I just it's like a yes or a no or like a <laughs> three-word response. Mm-hmm. And then they have all these different things in there, and my brain just is on overload and I just have to like stop. I'm like, okay, I'll come back to this later. A year later and I'm like, okay, I'll come back to this later. (laughs) It definitely makes your brain hurt. But like that, like what I was saying with the tax loopholes, wordy, technically you can do this because it doesn't say you can't do that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it can be a benefit as well if you know how to spin it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. And then what about like 401k, Roth Mm -hmm. RIA, investing like okay yeah i guess like what's the little like the difference between them and well yeah investing doesn't really go with those but i feel like that's important too well yeah investing yeah okay so let's say with investing a lot of investment income that you earn is what they call unearned income so you have earned income which is like what you work for let's say you work at starbucks you're you know eight hour shifts that's what you earn your unearned is off like investment. So you get dividends from stocks, uh, interest from like, let's say you had a bond and you got the interest back. So you made some money. That's all like investment income. And they, they tax that at a different rate compared to what you would get taxed at for like your earned income. So that tax rate is actually less. I think it's around like 20% on some things that they'll do it. Mm-hmm. So you can, you know, make good money and pay less on taxes by doing that kind of stuff. Uh, 401k, traditional IRA, Roth IRA, um, they are different in the sense where for one 401k, like you can contribute as much as you want in the year, right? Uh, the Roth IRA and the traditional IRA, you can only contribute like 6,000 for the year. Now the difference between the Roth IRA and 401k and traditional IRA is that Roth IRA takes your after-tax money. So you're working at your job, you got your paycheck, you put that money into a Roth IRA, you already got your money taken out for taxes, right? So that money that you earn or that you put into the Roth IRA 
let's say it grows from like a hundred to a thousand dollars well technically you can't take out of that until you're like 59 and a half i believe but when you withdraw from there after that age of 59 and a half all that money you earn is tax-free because you already put you know taxed money into it so right Mm. that i recommend is always good for uh people like down the down the line when you say you want to be making like tons of money your tax rate is going to be at like 35 percent you want to be putting money into the roth ira because when you retire and you take money out, they're going off your tax bracket. Mm-hmm. So with the 401k, which is dope, is and a traditional IRA, they take pre-tax money. So what happens is that um, that money that they're taking out of your check, let's say it's supposed to be a thousand, and then you get taxed on that thousand, they won't tax that thousand. That just goes straight into the accounts. And for the like I said, a traditional IRA, you only get six thousand but for the year but that money is not taxed as you put it in so you could put more money in at the time because you can afford more of it but when you end up withdrawing that money after the certain age requirements that money gets taxed at the tax bracket you're at at that year so for people who just start out like you can say 401k is smarter when you're when you're young or when you're not earning that much money because you're in the lower tax bracket but once you get to the higher tax bracket, like let's say the 35%, you put, you have like $100,000 total. When you take it out at the age, now they take 35% of 100000 versus you made 100000 on your Roth. Now you take it out, you just keep the 100000 So it's like a tax advantage uh, with the Roth versus the 401k and a traditional IRA. So... Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just um, how does doesn't life insurance kind of play into this too, or not? Because I feel like when I was talking to, I started seeing a financial advisor mm-hmm. uh, last year, and he was like telling me about life insurance. Well, it doesn't really matter for us right now because we don't have children. But like, if we did have children and we were to pass, like, doesn't that so how does um, that play a role? Well, life insurance. Honestly, if you're young now, I would always recommend hopping on it because your your rate, whatever, how much you have to pay on your premium. Right. Hmm? Would it be lower now? It would be lower now because you're in good health. So they're like, I mean, there is no risk for you. And that's why they'll have uh, however much your premium is. It'll be less. Um, As you get older, it gets more expensive. Um, And even so, like you don't even have to have children. You can have a beneficiary be your your siblings or your parents you know so it always can just come in handy so like if you would unfortunately pass the the funeral costs all that stuff that just comes out of nowhere they they won't have to worry about it because you got the life insurance so it is actually very valuable i'm not too um i don't have as much information on life insurance so like in terms of like the advantages on uh, the amount of money you receive like that money i believe is um it should be tax-free but um, in terms of tax advantages, you wouldn't, let's say, get a a tax deduction for investing in life insurance. Right. But um, yeah, like there's certain things you can get, let's say, with the um, if you had like an employer plan, like a flexible spending account where you put money in for um, to cover your medical expenses if they were to, you know, incur that money can be considered like a tax deduction on your tax bill for the year. 
but not something like if you pay for life insurance. Hmm. I feel like life insurance isn't something that is really talked about. Like Mm -mm. we don't know, but it's important. It's very important because for one, actually, it's one of those things of like wealth that a lot of people, at least our community, doesn't really look at mm-hmm. just because they're like life insurance. We have this like invincibility complex. Like, oh, we're not going to die. It's OK. But like if you were to pass like some of these life insurance bill um, coverages, let's say you did the whole life. If you're young, you do whole life, you might be paying like 200 or something a month. Right. But these plans cover 500 maybe even a million dollar uh, policy what mm-hmm. happens if you pass your beneficiaries will get 500 to like a million dollars of money and that's like and you're thinking well i'm paying 200 a month if you do the math and let's say in like 40 50 years or so like the amount of money that you invest into life insurance you will still be paying significantly less compared to the amount of money that you're going to be getting back so it's one of these things that we don't look at but it's almost as if like a lot of money coming to our families let's say you get that one million dollars now what do you do with that of course you get you pay the, the funeral cost but that's not going to be a million then you got maybe 750 plus left over what do you do with that invest do all this this is a lot of stuff that we over overlook which comes to bite us you know, and the ass down the road because yeah. we don't think about this kind of money stuff. So it's a very good investment. I, I definitely recommend. Yeah, I'm reading this book right now. I think I said it on the last episode, but um, it's called You Are a Badass at Making Money. Mm. I don't forget about it. But I was reading it in the chapter I was reading yesterday. It was saying that money has like such a bad connotation on it because it's like goes with greed and yeah. oh, people with money are such bad people and all these things like that. But from what I was reading, it was saying like if we look at money in a positive light and believe that we are able to have those opportunities too, like obviously the money will come to us. Mm-hmm. But like you said, with like the investing and all those type of things, we don't really see that as being a possibility because we feel like, oh, I only have like fifty dollars in the bank account. How can I do that mm-hmm. type of thing? But if we look at it differently, then it'll come to us. So that's why I'm starting to look at it differently because mm-hmm. I need the money to come to me. <laughs> and you'd be surprised too. Like you may think $50 is not enough, but you know, certain, let's say stocks or whatever, they start off at like 15, $5 a share or whatnot. And then they grow. Like for an example, like I had looked at Bitcoin um, when it, you know, when it took off and it was like $10,000 a share or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh, I wonder how it was. Like back in high school when I graduated, I looked at their numbers. It was like $220 ish a share. Let's say you had worked, I don't know, after high school, you graduated and you were working full time and you might have made like $30,000 and you invested $20,000 into Bitcoin at, you know, $200 a share. You know, that gets you like what, 100 shares or something? Mm-hmm. 100 shares from. to when at its at its peak of $10,000 imagine you sold 100 shares at $10,000 per share like you're a freaking millionaire you know what I mean so these investments they're risky but if you know what you're doing the return can be great and you have money it's just like how are you allocating the money yeah and one thing I always say is like you get this refund money if people who overpay you get this refund money let's be smart with it now like my idea is i want to help people attain you know 
a certain type of wealth, eventually get it to generational wealth. And how do we do that? We take the money that we have, let's say from taxes, and then we take that money and we invest it. So then you're setting yourself up for success. So you can retire earlier. You don't have to worry about paycheck to paycheck down the road. So it's just about how we use our money. You don't have to have a lot. Um, so what are, well, I guess, what are some ways to invest your money? I know you mm-hmm. talk about like a few things. You talked about life insurance is good, getting stocks maybe. So what are some other um, good investments that people should look into? So yeah, so you have, uh, we said stocks, um, you know, the IRAs, Roth IRA. Um, you have also, you can do um, the businesses. So you can do, what do you call it, startups. If you if you are able to live kind of, I hate to say the word, but frugal, a lot of these startups, you can end up putting like $5,000, $10,000 down. And it's more risky than let's say a stock, but the reward is greater. So the people who really earn big dollars when they invest in companies are the ones who invest when they're taking all these, you know, um, investments from like, not sharks, but what do you call it? Um, like investors, angel mm-hmm. investors or whatever. When you put that money into them, like the rate of return that you're going to get, it's significantly higher than what an average stock will give you, which is like 7%. So you can do that. And then there's real estate, which is kind of like, I guess you would say maybe the most stable. Um, Honestly, people think that it's very difficult. Uh, It's not as difficult as you think. Uh, If you're able to, let's say, save up to like $30,000, $40,000 over a span of years, you're able to use like an FHA loan, which is like for first-time home buyers, and then you're able to put down like maybe 3% on a three to five percent or something on a home and compared to the standard like 25 percent like yeah that's a lot of money but now you cut it down to just five percent you can afford that with forty thousand for like a multi-unit you know and then that way when you get a multi-unit you're on a 30-year fixed loan which will probably have you paying like maybe three thousand maybe four thousand depending on the amount of units you have right but when you have multiple units now you can charge where you guys are staying at, it's like, well, my rent is like two racks. Okay, well, that's because they're charging two racks. Yeah. Your your uh, home loan is like three or four thousand a month, but you can be charging these people two thousand to stay in each, each unit. In unit, and what do you know? Now your your mortgage is paid every month. You know, right. so these are different type of investment ways that you can make money and build your wealth, and then you know, down the road, you're kind of have like your own empire. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Sounds good to me. And I actually want to talk about a cool benefit or tax benefit for owning property. So there is something that you can do where you can buy a home and there's certain rules. So you have to live in that home for two years and it has to be like your primary place. Like, and you can't sell any other property. So if you live there for two years out of the five years, you can sell that home. Let's say it appreciated in value. That amount of money you make, $250,000 is not taxed if you're single. Now, if you're married, then they kind of like increase it to $500,000. So if you're able to sell, if you bought the house for $500,000 and then at the end of your two years or whatever, you sold it for $750,000, that $250,000 you just made is not taxed. That goes straight into your bank. So that pretty much means 
in two years you made two hundred fifty thousand dollars or one hundred twenty five each year, and then yeah. you can continuously do that. Like then you go and put a down payment on another house. You live there for two years, bam. Then you sell it again, and then the same two hundred fifty thousand is not taxed. So these are like different things you can do. Like the loophole to be making a ton of money, two hundred fifty thousand would be taxed at like thirty five percent if you made as earned income two hundred fifty mm-hmm. per year. But now you can have a way of earning two hundred fifty in two years and not have a cent tax so there's things like that you can pay attention to and then yes how you kind of like build money without having to pay anything right yeah because then would that be considered um what is it unearned income or something that would be considered more like a, a capital gain um but um yeah that's just like a an exclusion that the government allows you to just because it's like, oh, it's a temporary kind of stay. You weren't planning on living there past right. five years. So you can keep that money in case okay. you want to get another house and move. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I can keep that money. <laughs> yeah, like, and you just yeah. do that every two years. You're just moving and, and, and selling. And be, I mean, that could be kind of like almost once you get to that point, that could be your job. Like you buy right. a multi-unit, you stay there for two years, and you sell it. And if you make whatever that amount you make, if you can make a $250,000 increase, like, that stays in your pocket and then you live off that for two years like we can definitely do that yeah you know what i mean so yeah definitely cool little hacks mm. okay <laughs> yeah i think that was pretty much covered everything mm-hmm. was there anything that we didn't ask that you wanted to share or uh no? well i think we hit all the points kind of yeah you kind of know all the points um well do you guys know what the difference between a credit and a deduction is Nope. No, no. <laughs> so okay, this okay. There's a couple other like basic stuff we should know just because it helps you with your tax bill. So a credit is literally like a dollar for dollar deductions. Like both of these deduct your tax liability, but a credit will take literally a dollar for dollar deduction. So let's say you owe a thousand dollars and you have a thousand dollar credit. That means you owe zero in tax liability because they literally took a thousand dollars. Now, a deduction reduces the amount that you owe, but they do it in percentage based on your tax bracket. So if it's a $1,000 deduction and your tax bracket is, let's say, 10%, which means you get to deduct uh, $100 from your tax liability. So there's a difference between the two. You want to always get credits, deductions too, because it lessens it, but you always want to get credits because they'll do more for you. Right, because it's dollar by dollar, not percentage. Exactly. Okay. Um, and then some credits are actually refundable. Like um, you got like an earned income credit for low income people. Uh, you have like some school credits like American Opportunity, which allows you to, if let's say you owe 500 and then you have a $1,000 credit that's refundable, that means that remaining 500 can go into your pocket. So some credits are refundable and some aren't. In deductions, they're never refundable. So if you end up owing zero on tax liability, but you have so many more deductions, oh well, it just it's left on the table. So you wanna always, whenever you have credits and you apply for them, uh, you wanna take advantage of that. You can easily find out what you apply for by going to a professional or like I said, there's the IRS, there's H&R Block, and there's TurboTax. They'll tell you the basic credits so that you can be uh, approved for. As well as another thing, which is standard and itemized deduction. So 
what I was talking about beforehand, how people who are like W-2 single and all that, mm-hmm. it's very simple for them because they have a standard deduction and that accounts for 12200 Like the government has made this whole tax process, they want to make it as easy as possible. So in 2017, they were giving the standard deduction for like $6,000 or whatever, right? And it's like, dude, that's not that much money. I could probably itemize and cut more costs, but they want to make it very simple. So they they doubled it pretty much in 2018 and 2019. So now it's like 12200 So it's like, okay, I don't have to really do too much work and I don't need to like fact check or nothing like that. Yeah. For you, you would want to itemize, especially because you got all these expenses less like uh, you know, the rent you got supplies, supplies, and that's going to be well over 12,200 by the end of the year. So you want to always know you want to do both because whichever one is higher, you would take that route. So then you can pay less money. So you always want to, whatever you can do to deduct and pay less. That's the goal. Credits, deductions, all that. Nice. Okay. I think I, I feel like I'm going to have to re-listen to this episode yeah listen to it like three four times you (laughs) you might have to okay so um yeah pretty i think that pretty much wraps up everything but um we i usually ask our guests this too but what's your like favorite quote your quote that you could live by uh my favorite quote uh it's something that bruce lee said it was uh knowledge will give you power but character respect so you could be that know-it-all guy, but nobody's going to want to follow you if you're not, you know, your character isn't good. If people can't trust you or people don't like being around you, nobody really cares about what you think or what you say. So always being a man of character to me has been more important than knowing everything, for mm-hmm. sure. I like that. Yeah, Can you repeat cool. it one more time? Uh, knowledge uh, will give you power, but character respect. I actually thought about tatting that on me one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good quote. Yeah. Thank you for explaining it, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. So how can our listeners contact you uh, for Boomerang Talks, like Instagram, email? Uh, I have a website, uh, Um I also have Instagram at boomerangtax. Um, the email, if you want to just email me directly, is boomerangtaxllc at gmail.com. Um, I'm very open on you know all platforms. I'll respond back pretty quick. Uh, but yeah, if you have any questions, like I said, you can always just hit up my Instagram and say, I, what does this mean? What is this tax concept? And I'll break it down for you, make a video, whatnot, just so it's easier to understand. Amazing. Thank you. Super yeah. helpful. Yes, thank you. So if you're listening, um, obviously we will post your contact um, on our Instagram, but also in the show notes too. So I'll be sure to include your website and your email and um, your Instagram. Thank you. So that basically wraps up this episode, but you know, we got to do our little outro. So what are we keeping cute and putting on mute this week? (laughs) Okay. So for me, (laughs) (laughs) what am I putting on mute this week? Well, actually what I'm trying to do now is like not eat so much food. Um, so like for breakfast, I'm trying to just stick to like a fruit diet or something in the morning. Um, that's hard as hell, but, uh, (laughs) I'm trying to do that. Uh, keeping in cue, 
Like I said, I got next oh, week. Oh, I like that. You said keeping in queue. I said keeping it queue, but keeping in queue, that works oh. too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so next week, you know, I'm going to Jamaica, so I got to get, I got to stay on my fitness game, be fit, be at my best for my photos. You feel me? So <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Okay. Love to hear. Dude, love you to got hear. good ones. I'm like, what's that going on? Okay, Ashley, you can go first. Um, Keeping cue, you know, the brunch, of course. You know, it's a, like a <laughs> Sunday thing. Um, Mew, I don't know. It probably should be brunch, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, treat works yourself, for treat both. <laughs> right. No, I don't really know what I'm going to keep on mute. I'll figure something out, though. <laughs> we know. always do. We always do. What about you, Lala? Okay, what I'm keeping cute this week, cooking still. So I made um, Cambodian food for, like, my house again this week. Everybody liked it, you know, said it was fire. So I felt pretty pretty good about it because I was like, okay, I'm cooking Cambodian food for the Samoan house. Like, how are they going to like it? But everybody liked it, so... Are we filling a Cambodian cookbook 2021? No. Oh, <laughs> uh, not there thought. yet. Not there yet. <laughs> I thought maybe a little YouTube channel first. But um, so yeah, still keeping that cute. And then what I'm keep putting on mute this week is like procrastination. I guess I've been, you know, I've been like under the weather for a while and um, haven't been getting a lot of stuff done. But now I'm feeling like okay, now it's time to like. Okay, get stuff going again kind of get back into my groove and just like put my procrastination and laziness to the side so yeah i like Good. that yeah <laughs> okay and plug corner mitchell it's where you plug something in for the week um there's a cool little spot to check out uh if you guys haven't already it's called comfort la um it's a soul food restaurant Ooh. They have one in Inglewood, but the original one kind of is in uh, downtown LA, like close around Skid Row. But uh, fire wings, mac and cheese, collard greens, sweet wow. potato yams, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All that stuff. So uh, feel free to check it out because it is fire for sure. Sounds fire. I've seen photos, but I haven't been. All right, you're going to be Isn't in one that, of those uh, food, food coma for places sure. where you get like a little cup of greens and it's like $30 for a plate? Or oh, what? no. Like. You can get it's like a plate. We'll probably give you a couple like spoonfuls of each thing for like twelve ninety nine. So it comes like maybe five six wings, uh, oh. cornbread, a side of um, the whatever. You only can choose between two sides. So yams, collard greens, uh, mac and cheese. You can choose I think between two of those. And yeah, it actually always fills me up. So really, uh, wow, sounds very what good. Is it? Comfort. Comfort LA. Comfort LA. They got an Instagram if you want to look at photos before you go up there, but I'm telling you, it's fire. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good. I'm like, I want to eat that right now. I know. <laughs> it actually, it's open until, uh, like, I think it's open until, like, 11. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. Ashley, what's your plug for the week? My plug is the Sephora brand eyebrow pencil. I don't know why I was asleep for so long, but I ran out, obviously. So then... I was going to go get the Anastasia one. Wait, really? Yeah. But th- did you ever try the Elf one? No, I couldn't find it. It oh, was sold out whenever see. I would go. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. But I really like the Sephora one. It's only $12. Oh, yes. We like that price. Yeah, because it's, it's like so... It's Because you know the Sephora one? It's supposed to be a cream, but it kind of like dries. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Oh, so like cream to powder maybe? 
the the Anastasia one? No, the Sephora. You said it it dries, so like it dries to a powder. No, the Anastasia one dries. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anastasia yeah. products do dry out really fast, though. But yeah, the Sephora one is really good, and for some reason it says waterproof on it, but I don't think it's waterproof because I like wiped my eyebrow off the other day. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, check out the Sephora. But yeah, I really like it, so y'all should get it. Okay, nice. So my plug for the week is Grocery Outlet, okay, because, you know, we've been cooking. So Grocery Outlet is fairly cheap, and they do have good produce and, like, and meat and stuff. And then sometimes when I be going to, like, Stater Brothers, because that's, like, our local grocery store, I be spending a lot of money there for just, like, to cook one or two meals, you know? Yeah. But Grocery Outlet, I've been going there for, like, some things, not all my stuff, but, like, a few things. And, um, yeah, I like it a lot. The prices are good and um i wonder if they have one in la that's so funny because i saw a commercial for grocery outlet not that long ago yeah i only saw it when i had moved to bellflower oh yeah like, what is this place here. yeah i yeah. thought it was smart and final me too and i was like mm, i don't want to go in here yeah. <laughs> i was like i don't know what this is but you know what i really like it and like so that's where i go to like get my meat and stuff it's always like cheaper there than like as theater brothers yeah you know i what need I mean? to look because i'm so. trying to save a coin too they got yes. one in pasadena they do yeah yeah, what I really want to check out though is Aldi. Aldi so too in Pasadena, this. yeah, they got because that too. yeah, because I heard that Aldi has like an organic line now. Oh, where yeah. do we find Aldi? Um, I don't know. I know there's one in Long Beach, but it's more towards like Bixby Nose area. Yeah, I just my but coworker like, was telling one me out here. about one today that was in San Diego, and I'm like, I've never heard of this. Yeah, I think because they came from like East Coast, maybe. Is it like a German? Like, I think it's like a German. No. I don't know because it looks kind of like do I want to go with there too but it's popping up and then yeah I seen like they have organic produce now so I'm like okay okay but I hear it's pretty good it's like um generic name stuff mm. I think or no not generic their brand stuff you know kind of like a Kroger like Ralph's yeah type vibe so anyways well, good. all right well I think that wraps up this episode thank you so much for being here with us Mitchell yeah, thank you, Ashley it. and Lala, and congrats on your one year. Thank you, know, you so much. <laughs> thank thank you. you. We're so excited to, um, you know, have you on today, and for everybody to listen to this because it is very valuable information, and I think it's it's so like taboo, like in our communities. You know, we don't really talk about money, we don't talk about that, like investing, and in, you know. So um, I'm really excited for our listeners to tune into this episode. So Me thanks too. for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.